let go ahead and get started. Yeah. Yeah. Can you go ahead and let these pokes in. That's how they can move on. Yeah. All right. It is 7.30. My name is Neil B. Smith. I'm the chair of the Lawrence Cultural Arts Commission. Um, and we, we can go ahead and get started. We have a lot of stuff on our plate, so try to be speedy. Um, I believe that our, our um, Abby is not, is not feeling well, so uh, we'll have, we have an interim staff liaison, and I believe you wanted to read a, a brief statement. Right. Thank you, Daniel. Uh, as Daniel said, I'm Roger Steinbrock with Parks and Recreation. I'm filling in for your liaison to the board, Abby uh, Bush. Wilder Bush, pardon me, um, and I just have a few housekeeping uh, things to talk about. This meeting is being recorded and broadcast on the city's YouTube channel and cable channel 25. Please remember to mute yourself during the meeting unless you are speaking. The chat function for the meeting is disabled. All chats will go directly to me. Unless you are participating during the meeting, please turn off your video. This allows the active member participants to be seen on the screen. You will also be able to hear the meeting when you are participating in the meeting please turn your video on. If you have any troubles, you can send me a chat and we'll figure it out for you. The city reserves the right to mute people or turn individual videos off to minimize distractions during the meeting. And now I'll turn it back over to the chair, Daniel Smith. All right, great, thank you. So I will kick things off as always with a roll call vote. So when I say your name, make some sort of noise or wave your hand, uh, starting with Marlo. Present. And then Mary. Present. And Dina. Present. And Marciana. We, we, can, we can give a moment for, for her to potentially un unmute. I don't know why this one. Yeah, that seems like a great idea. Hmm. All right, well, perhaps Marciana. Roger, unmute your audio. She can't hear you. Oh, mm. there's a problem. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so, okay. Marciano? Marciana, okay, great. There you are. Thank you, uh, Rebecca, uh, Jill, and Tim. Present. All right. The, I think that does give us quorum. We need we need five. Um, so uh, thank you all. Up next on the agenda, we just need to approve some minutes. So last month we did not have a quorum um, due to a number of reasons, which we can get into later. But so uh, we will need to approve the December minutes first. Um, so I don't know if anybody's had a chance to look over those. If anybody has any issues with them, or if I can get a motion to approve them. I actually did have a question on it. Sure. Um, I recall during the meeting that we talked about um, uh, following up with Tony Brew the following day or a couple days afterwards, and I didn't see that reflected in the minutes. So um, I was just wondering if you knew about that. I think Abby was going to do that, but maybe you know. Uh, D.M.B. Smith, you mean are you are you wondering if whether we followed up or? I know that because I, I know that Abby interacted with them following, you know, our, our conversation. I was not personally reached out to to go shake their hand for a photo op. So I don't know if the timing just didn't work out. But I actually don't know the specifics, and I think that that could potentially still be something we we try and do. Um, I don't know. We can still approve the minutes, and I'll go ahead and make a motion to approve. But at, at some can we get that amended nice to, to the minutes? What? Yeah, let's amend it. Amend it. Okay. Yeah. So okay. So With that, should I make it? What you can do is move to approve, and then we'll check on that, and we'll get it in and amend it. You can. We can amend the, the with that change or. Okay. 
if it's needed. Yeah. I guess so. And I think with so what the minutes we'll put something in there though for that. And I think what the minutes reflect is that we had opened up the, the idea of doing that. Um, so you're really just asking whether or not like what whether that right. ends up happening, and it, it hasn't happened yet. I'm still in, into doing it though. So I don't know if we actually need to amend the minutes. The okay. minutes just kind of have, have an open question in there. Um, in, in the minutes for this month's meeting, we'll, we'll have on the record that we haven't okay. we haven't yet. We can do it that way. Uh, I'd just like to see out. a follow up. On yeah, it. Sure. I agree. Yeah, yeah. we can. Uh, when when Abby's feeling better, I'll, I'll I'll annoy her about it. Right, and we can. What we can do then is move that to to old business for next for yeah. the next meeting exactly and we'll pick that, it up there if that's works for you yeah that's okay great. that'd be great and I, I feel like potentially we'll, we'll even have maybe maybe you know gone ahead and contacted her and got, gotten the photo out before then but regardless you you'll be made aware um, so do I have a, a motion to approve the December minutes this is Dina Amma. I'll go ahead and make a motion to approve the December minutes thank you Dina do I have a second is Marlowe. I would second, but I would love to, to add that amendment. Sure. Oh, no, that is that is fine. Yeah. Cool. And, and, and Dina, is that would be, be okay with you too? As long as, yeah, however procedurally is appropriate to do it. Is yeah, fine. I, think, I, think that, I think that's totally, that it totally fine. All right. Well, uh, with that amendment um, that we will follow up on that, um, can, I'm going to do a roll call vote, um, starting with Marlowe. Approved. And then Mary? Approved. And then Dina? Approved. And then Marciana? Approve. And then Tim. Approve. And I also approve, uh, passing it unanimously. Up next, we have the January retreat minutes, which obviously uh, we, we didn't have a quorum at the January retreat. There were some communication issues, um, but I guess we still need to approve the minutes. Uh, I would say I would say no because yeah, it's okay. more of just notes from the meeting. Okay, since great. It was, there wasn't a quorum, there wasn't any items that were to, you know voted on. So okay, thank you. Because yeah, I was a little bit right. suspicious of that as well. Um, I don't know if if we we want to take a minute to talk about. The, any of the the minutes for the meeting, or or, or, or discuss well, it at all? But there is that item on the agenda. If you know. want to hold off till that, or yeah. you, you can move that up if you that's, want. That seems like it. Yeah. That seems like a great idea. I know we have some folks in the new business section who are eager to talk to us, and I don't want to keep them waiting. So yeah, we can we can discuss that stuff further down the agenda, uh, which means that we'll move right along to public comment. Um, I'm curious if anyone has joined us for public comment. If so, can I can I see a, a raise of a hand or a acknowledgement? Um, Steve, did you have public comment? Or are you? Might just be a fan. Yeah. Um, uh, with no. Well, I was just here to stand to ask for questions on an item later. Okay, thank you. Great, thanks, Steve. All right, with no public comment, we can go ahead and move to new business. And the very first item is a mural proposal, and I can see our friends on on Zoom who are uh, ready to talk talk us through this. Hopefully, you've all had a chance to review the proposal that was included in the packet. Um, but I think uh, I'll go ahead and turn it over to Kristen, and I see Rick as well, uh, and let them speak a little bit on on behalf of of the mural proposal. 
Hello, everyone. Um, I am Kristen Malloy. I'm one of the co-executive directors um, here at Van Gogh. And I'm here with our art director, Rick Wright, and Steve DeVore from Kansas Suicide Prevention Headquarters is on um, because uh, we are excited to present a collaborative project and a mural proposal for your review and consideration. Um, we're really excited about this collaboration with Kansas Suicide Prevention Headquarters. It's going to give us the opportunity to employ Van Gogh apprentice artists ages 18 to 24 for 12 weeks, um, creating a beautiful mural um, on the entrance area um, of the Kansas Suicide Prevention Headquarters building. And our hope with this mural project is that once it's completed, we're going to be able to provide the clients, staff, and volunteers of KSPHQ with just a beautiful outdoor space that honors the amazing contributions um, that they make to our community and the state. Um, and so with that, um, if you would make it to where we could share our screen, Rick's going to go ahead and walk everybody through um, the mural proposal, and then we can entertain any questions. Can everybody see that okay? Looks great. Yeah. All right, Kristen, I'll let you kind of scroll through and I'll just kind of identify some of the finer features you talked about. Um, this is a mural for the proposed uh, front of the building of the Kansas Suicide Prevention Headquarters. Um, they are located at 2110 Delaware Street. So just to kind of give you a perspective, it's a little bit off uh, 19th and Haskell. It's in a little kind of an industrial complex in that area. Uh, a lot of uh, metal clad buildings with not a whole lot of appeal. Uh, or indication as to what goes on inside those buildings. So we're excited to put some artwork uh, on the front of their building to kind of speak to the uh, the important work that they do on the inside. Um, overall, the uh, square footage of this mural is anticipated to be about 550 square feet. And the areas that we've uh, circled here are going to be uh, where the artwork will reside. So there is this sort of bump out on the entrance of uh, their building. It's a stuccoed surface. I think it's about 28-ish feet uh, wide and uh, you know 10 to 12 feet deep there. So it's kind of a little rectangular uh, cube uh, jutting out from the building. Uh, so that stuccoed surface will be uh, uh, will have the artwork on it. In addition, there are two columns on the front of the building and there's just a little sliver above the doorway and and then the other side of that um, that bump out area that will have some artwork on it but largely residing on the entrance and then uh, on the side of the building it's kind of uh, you see that loading dock area um, we will we have an element of the artwork that will continue on to uh, that uh, that foundation surface just a bit, not not a great deal of work. It's just going to tie a little bit of the artwork as it uh, continues down towards that loading dock, and then it will have uh, that third column, which is on the far left uh, side of the loading dock, will have some artwork. Um, the image you're seeing now uh, is kind of a mock-up of uh, where the artwork would go. It doesn't indicate the actual. Uh, design. That's something that our youth uh, will be instrumental in creating. We've already had 
kind of a first client meeting with uh, the folks from headquarters uh, and learned a lot about the organization and what they do. So our apprentice artists have actively been uh, starting the design process and this just kind of indicates where the artwork will be. Um, so as I think I mentioned, it will be on a stuccoed surface. Um, the, the surface will be prepared prepared as necessary uh, uh, by by priming if necessary. It does look like it's all in pretty good condition, so I think we can largely paint straight onto the surface. Uh, we use high quality uh, professional grade acrylic paint uh, here at Van Gogh. It's what we've used on all of our murals and all of our benches and just about everything we paint here at Van Gogh for probably the last 15 plus years, uh, this Nova color acrylic paint. So uh, good quality materials and then the entire project will be sealed with a, a UV protectant coating. Um, I will also note that it's, this is largely a covered area. So it's also a little bit sheltered from uh, direct sun. So I think that will increase the the longevity of the project. Um, there are not really any obstacles to uh, speak of around uh, the area we anticipate painting, just a little bit of shrubbery, but there's a, uh, there's a sidewalk in that area. Um, adjacent to uh, one of those columns is a set of stairs, but it's not really a hazard. It's just more an access point for um, you know, come going in that space. So you can kind of see that there on the, the loading dock side of things. Um, so um, <coughs> concepts and realization of the artwork as indicated, uh, our apprentice artists are instrumental in designing the, uh, the mural. So they've uh, been working for about four weeks, having an initial meeting with the folks at headquarters and then starting their design process. Um, this is kind of a 12 week project, but we are kind of on an in-between stage because uh, we're gonna wait for the weather to warm up a bit. So we anticipate uh, most of this painting to take place kind of just after spring break in the Lawrence School District. Um, and, you know, let's see what else we got on here. Um, you know, the mission of this project is really to visually complement uh, the, the important work that Kansas Suicide Prevention Headquarters uh, does inside their building. Uh, it is life-saving work. It's a huge asset to the community for over 50 years. Um, and we just want to put a little piece on the outside of the building that reflects the important things that they do on the inside. Um, in terms of the, uh, the site in general, um, you know, there aren't any real um, historical considerations to the building, um, large steel-clad structure um, with not a lot of character. Um, headquarters has been around for over 50 years, and we think this would be a great way to honor them uh, with this artwork. Um, no architectural details to speak of um, or historical uh, issues to be concerned with. Um, we just think that a um, mural on the outside of this building will really bring some character and interest to an area largely void of visual interest. Uh, in fact, there are some other organizations uh, that have uh, sent in letters of support uh, for this project that we think might be viable options for, for future artwork in this area. Um, a little bit of a, an overview of the plan. Uh, late winter, 
uh, early spring of 2023, um, actually beginning in December, uh, we've scheduled our meetings with headquarters and our youth to kind of meet each other, learn about the, the work that they do, do a little brainstorming and, and generation of ideas. Um, and on January of this last month, we, we did have that initial client uh, client meeting and site visit with our youth, and we're actively involved in the uh, design process right now. Uh, of course, we have this meeting that we hope to get your approval for the project. And then later this month, uh, we will finalize a blueprint that we will present to our clients. And uh, with approval, we'd like to begin the actual painting on site uh, following spring break. There'll be a little bit of preparation before that, but um, we anticipate being wrapped up uh, late April, early May, weather permitting, and schedule an unve unveiling so our, our youth and uh, community can appreciate the work that's been put together. Uh, this, uh, this project has been funded entirely by uh, KS <laughs> Suicide Prevention Headquarters, <laughs> headquarters, if you will. Uh, it's a mouthful. Uh, sorry, Steve. Um, so they've secured the funding for that, and um, we've attached, you'll see the uh, Van Gogh's resume, and we also have some letters of support. There are, there are two letters um, along with the landlord's uh, letter uh, with this project, but we did get two additional letters from neighbors today. Uh, Chris, you can scroll back down to that uh, last image one more time. Yeah, I'm sorry, Becca. Um, the, uh, the the upper image on on this uh, uh, this slide is uh, one of the projects that uh, the commission approved just last spring. So this is uh, I don't know if anyone there has seen this to uh, in its final state, but that's the uh, the mural at uh, uh, Burton Ash Community Mental Health Center that we just finished uh, the spring of this last year. And then a couple other projects uh, that you may have seen around town. <laughs> and then uh, finally, I think we have our letters of support. Uh, Steve Schwada would be the uh, uh, landlord of the property is given headquarters to go ahead on this project. He's really excited about it. Uh, followed by uh, O'Connell Children's Shelter, Gina Meyer Hummel there, and then Diane Duncan at Dunco Heating and Cooling. And then the two other letters that we just got today that are not attached to this would be the Communities and Schools uh, is that a Foundation. Or uh, a, it's a nonprofit, nonprofit organization. Right. And then Sun Creations Inc. So, uh, of the neighbors in that area, four of them have already expressed their support, along with the uh, the landlord. So, and then uh, and then our agreement uh, with headquarters kind of outlines the uh, the structure of the the project. So that's a little bit of an overview of the materials. I think we've kind of hit all the marks of what's kind of generally required in this process through the uh, Cultural Arts Commission, but we're happy to answer any questions uh, if you have any. And, and I know Steve DeVore, the uh, CEO of headquarters is, is listening in. If you have any questions for him as well, I'm sure he'd be happy to answer. 
Great. Thank you, Rick. I, um, I'm not sure if any of my, my fellow commissioners have any questions, but I, I do think since Steve has has uh, taken the time to join us, I might give him a moment um, to see if he, he wants to add, add a few words before we, we start start uh, start grilling you about, about your submission. <laughs> well, I appreciate the opportunity to uh, to kind of share some thoughts this evening. Um, no, we're very excited about the project. Um, you know, one of our key fundamental um, concepts within our organization is making sure that we're partnering with other local agencies and services. Um, and so when we started having this idea, it just made great common sense to want to be able to partner uh, with another local agency um, who has done a great job of not only promoting um, what they do in the community and the services they provide youth, but also partnering with other community agencies. <laughs> So for us to have that opportunity to partner with them um, really made a lot of sense and, and we couldn't be happy with the process that we've been following so far and, and being able to host and entertain the uh, the young artists at our facility and listening to their excitement about what they envisioned the uh, the mural might be like and some of the words that they were wanting to um, to utilize in their thought process for what they wanted to look like was, was pretty exciting as well. So um, I think uh, uh, Kristen Rick did an outstanding job of you know kind of telling the story I really don't have anything else to add other than our enthusiasm and our incitement of, of partnering with another local agency and 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 Rick did a great job of explaining we want the outside of that building to be as welcoming and as healing and as I'll say exciting is the things that are taking place inside. Um, you know, I want people to recognize when they drive by, wow, that is a that is a really neat, that's a beautiful, that's a cool building. If they don't know what's going on inside, I want them to see our sign and go in and, and, and realize, wow, that's what they do in there for not only our community, but the entire state of Kansas. So, um, so with that, um, I'm happy to stand for questions as they may come up uh, throughout the rest of the, uh, the evening, but I will turn that back over to uh, Christian and Rick and Go from there. Great, thank you, Steve. Uh, at this time, yeah, if, if anybody has any questions for, for anybody present, um, I, th I think that would be appropriate. This is Dina Amont. I don't have any questions per se, but I just want to, um, to express my um, uh, um, excitement and appreciation of what a, um, professional and thorough job you always do with your mural proposals. Um, I really appreciate that. And I also appreciate your thoughtfulness and your murals that uh, are so welcoming in places that are uh, that really need to be welcoming. I really appreciate your work on, um, on that. So it's great. Thank you, Dina. Yeah, I definitely agree. It doesn't seem like we have that many questions. I will definitely say that, you know, I'm a longtime fan of, of Van Gogh. Y'all set the, the gold standard for our community. I think that what a headquarters does is really great. And I, I do definitely agree that being inside of the building, it feels really warm in there. Um, and the outside does not yet reflect that. So I'm, I'm excited to see this. And, and I walk past that Burt Nash mural uh, pretty much every day going to work and it uh, it's great. It might, might be my favorite. So I am very happy to uh, to maybe just move right along and, and, and vote to uh, approve this mural. Um, can I get a motion? I'll make the motion, Miss Mary. Thank you, Mary. I'll move to approve the mural. Can I get a second? This is Tim, second. Thank you, Tim. I will do the roll call starting with Marlo. 
Approved. And then Mary? Approved. And then Dina? Approved. And then Marciana? Approved. And then Tim? Approved. And I will approve as well, making that unanimous. Um, I'd like to... Uh, well, it, what will happen is this will go before the City Commission, so I'll get it on the next agenda and the consent agenda. And Kristen, if you could send those two letters to me or to Abby, uh, so we could have that be part of that the packet that we'll be having for the commissioners. That'd be awesome. Thank you. All right. We will definitely do that. Thank you guys so much for your time and consideration. There's a lot of enthusiasm and excitement on all fronts about this project. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you all for joining us. Thank you. Thank you all. Have a great evening. All right, moving right along, the next item under new business is the budget adjustment update. So this is something we've talked about a couple of times, and it looks like there is um, you know, potentially supposed to be an action on this item, but um, but essentially the, the rollover from from uh, last uh, the prior year that we requested has been approved, um, and so there is a specific amount. I um, I guess it is a I think it's forty eight thousand being added to the the. 40, the previous, the existing 49,000 budget for 2023. Um, I see that we're supposed to actually um, maybe allocate those funds, but um, based on the the applications for the community arts grants um, that, that were put up, some of those numbers have kind of already, were already previously decided um, as far as doubling the amount for the community arts grants. Um, and. So, with those programs. So I might actually defer that. I'm curious if anybody has any, any comments. I have a question, um, just in, in how to read this. So we've got 49,000 this year. And then is it, wouldn't it be moving more than that? Because the outdoor sculpture budget here is 40,000. And there, then there's another 25 for the um, community arts grants, and then the miscellaneous down here. And the Phoenix Awards is an extra three. So w how do how do I read this? <laughs> this is a great question. Um, would you be able to? I'm never I'm I'm never the bu the budget person. Uh, would you be able to bring bring up the um, the budget? I realize that <laughs> I don't. Yeah, I'm. I, I just know that we had 49 or 40, the, the amount was what was left from last year Maybe. that hadn't been spent. So are you saying there wasn't any money spent in 2022? Barely any. I feel like it was $1,000 yeah. or something yeah. super small. Yeah. So I guess what I'm looking at is how much overall money we have for this coming year. Yeah, I would like to know that as well. And, and I'm confused as to the way it's broken out. And, sure. and it's probably me, it's the way I'm reading it. I just need some guidance as to sure. okay. what goes where. Yeah. Um, Cause that looks like two years to me for the ODSC. In the, in the packet. Uh, yeah, this is. Yeah. Oh, it's in the packet, okay. I, I, I believe, I don't have it in front yeah, of me. Yeah, because we've never spent 40,000 yeah. on I mean, outdoor sculpture. That's a good so. point, we should've got, <laughs> hey, the City of Lawrence website. Hey, that's a good one. I think it's <laughs> It's page 26 in the packet. Okay, I'm gonna go to where I know, <laughs> and then we'll go to there, and then we'll go, yeah. Okay. I appreciate your, your filling in. Oh, oh I, well, no, no, I, I, I feel, I apologize. I, it was just this morning that I found out, and so I've been trying to get caught up today. Uh, let's see. 
And I always forget that it says Lawrence on the front of yours, and I'm always looking for cultural arts and then, okay, so let's go to the agenda. Is that it? No, yeah. Yeah. And Derek may be the one that will help me interpret this. Not to throw him at the lions, but... Well, I think we've got... Sure. Okay, thank you. Yeah. Uh, budget ledger. I think this is 2022, and I think oh, this is the wrong number yeah. here. It downloads it. Nice. Okay. Oh, it's an Excel spreadsheet. Yeah, this should be 20. Is this what... So I think this is just That's not really anything. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I've got I've got no problem with the top part where it says forty nine. Let me share the screen so people at home can. It it's this next part. I think the number for the outdoor sculpture thing is doubled. I think that probably needs to be twenty. I see. Yeah. yeah. Right here, this this yes. number. Okay. Oh right. Yeah, I'm not for sure. I haven't seen this uh, document before, so I because I'm, I think there's a there's about a forty forty eight thousand dollar carryover from last year. Right, is my understanding, and that's what it was. Yeah, it's the carryover that's yeah. coming over. Right, but and then the, but you, the way it's broken down is inaccurate on. Yeah, it. okay. I think you're right. I okay, think, I think that should be twenty. I mean, the top is the recap. Right here, yeah. Yep, and it should match down below. Down, okay. No, yes. it, no, it's 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 the top is the 2022. Right. But then we have 20. But this doesn't this show any. Awesome. This is all 2022. This doesn't show any 2023. It's just that number. Yeah, this is all 2022 here. So. Scroll up. Scroll up. Yeah, that number, that ODSC 20. That shouldn't be 40,000 for 2022. That should be 20. Okay. Yeah. So if this is a breakdown, this is last this year. This is last year. It's and then there's another 49,000 for this year. Right. Correct. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, 49 okay. is for 23. Okay. That's been, this you can, is very confusing. Yeah, so basically you have 97,000 to distribute however you want. And that's yeah. kind of the, the topic that you're saying, let's put it aside for now. Is that what you're wanting to do? Dean Lee Smith, I'm happy to talk about it, but... Um, when we when we originally posted the uh, the community arts grants, we, when we opened up applications, the amount that we, we listed <laughs> was was the increased amount. Right. We assumed we were going to yeah. get it. Yeah. We right. we when hmm. so as far as making the allocation now, we already essentially when we announced the the community arts grants, we we the number we gave for those was was double. We doubled right. the amount. Right. That's so, why this that's why this number is okay. wrong here. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. But we didn't talk about sculpture, Phoenix, and miscellany, you know, what we want to do with that doubling fund. So I think that's up for discussion. Well I think we doubled the Phoenix. Did we double the Phoenix? Okay. Yeah, we, we did, did also double the Phoenix. Phoenix. Okay. Mm -hmm. that's great. Yeah. Uh, so uh, just real quick, I didn't have shared the screen, so I want to let the no public sure, know if fine. they watch it later at the time. This yeah. is the spreadsheet that's incorrect, and this is the number that they were talking about right here. Exactly. Oh, there we go. <laughs> yeah, that, that should that should say twenty twenty thousand. Yeah. Right. Right. Um, and so I think that as far as well, um, what I'll also do is I'll amend that document to get it correct for perfect for the history. That's, okay. That was, that's that was great. great. Well, Thank okay. you. Yeah. I still don't understand why it's on here twice. Yeah, I, we'll get it corrected. <laughs> yeah. So 
So the question would be, so if we're doubling Phoenix, we're doubling community arts grants, we haven't determined if we're doubling downtown sculpture exhibition, which I would almost say, let's do something else with that yes. money. Yes. Yeah. Naomi Smith, yeah, I, I would, I'm, I'm curious if we go back and, and re review the minutes from when we talked about the doubling initially, I'm pretty sure we, we, I'm pretty sure we just said to leave outdoor sculpture exhibition the way it is. Mm -hmm. yeah. It's yeah. like highly functional. Yeah. Um, so I, I agree that we could, we could look to put that towards something else. I think uh, we talked about putting it toward the community arts grants. The, uh, I know that we, we talked about doubling the amount for the community arts grants, but that wouldn't, we would still have um, another. We talked at one point about having a hundred and some thousand for. <laughs> oh, I think you're right. I think we did talk about, did we want to do two cycles of it or something? Yeah. yeah. No, so, yeah. Uh, sorry, uh, DLB Smith. When we, um, I think, looking at at the budget, which I think we, we we should do, look at the full budget again. I think we will see that what we've previously committed to is doubling the community arts grants, um, which would take that from twenty five thousand to fifty thousand, and then doubling the the Phoenix Award, which would go from three to six. Is that right? And then leaving twenty thousand for the. the you know, the, the regular am amount allotted for the outdoor sculpture exhibition, which does mean that with the rollover of 40,000 from last year, that we have um, that we, about 20. We talked about adding that to the community arts grants. So the community arts grants would go up to, it was more than, it was, do you remember what it was? I don't remember. Do we know how many applications we got for the community arts grants and what the amount requested are? That is a great question. Um, I, I don't have the. I don't have. She didn't head. give me provide me that. Okay. But I know she got quite a few in the last week. I think. Yeah. Can I really. register some concern about all that? Yes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> at this I mean, time, is, I don't. Is this the time or is like? <laughs> Um, uh, specifically about the community arts grants or specifically about the... Um, the I'd like to um, find out a little more about the proposed timeline for the community arts grants because we, you know, we told people, we gave them deadline to get things in and we're already into the year in which they're supposed to be used. And people are sitting out there wanting to know if they're getting funded for their projects because these projects don't just happen, just boom, it takes a plan. So it, it seems to me that we have an obligation to move forward on these grants in a expeditious manner. Daniel B. Smith, I agree and I think that what we can do is um, later down the agenda, we're going to talk about subcommittees. And I think that setting a specific date in the very near future for the grant subcommittee to get together and, and expedite that process is, to me, in my opinion, is, is the best. Okay, then we need to back up from there into the topic that we're on right now. And that's how much money we have to allocate. That is true. So I guess um, we, we do have, if we're not going to double the outdoor sculpture exhibition, we would have additional money that we could commit towards the community arts grants. Uh, and I'm, if we're going to pile money anywhere, I think the community arts grants, to me, seems like the best place to put it. 
Um, if we know how much has been asked for. So that's my thing is that I would love to know how many applications we received, what the total amount asked for is, and if it, you know, 70,000 makes a great difference, let's do it. But if it's something where we've received 50,000 of ask, you know, then we can have that conversation about where to put it. I would think so too. I mean, I, I would guess it's a substantial amount that's been asked for. It's, it's always been a substantial amount. It's generally been a couple hundred thousand, and we've had just you know, a tiny amount to allocate. So it would be so nice if, <laughs> if we could. My worry is if we wait until March, so our next meeting wouldn't be until March, I'm nervous that, because it takes us time to review them yeah. and to do the whole process and setting aside, getting it on the agenda. So my concern is if we wait for subcommittee and then we're treading water till mid-March and then spring break is here, you know, I'd be nervous about like if people applied for events in February and can't do them or March and can't do them. Or even April, May, because they, they don't know if they have the money. Right. Yeah. Right. So <clears throat> this is Tim. So all the applications are in. Yeah. Mid-December mid was right. the that's application what I, That's deadline. what I recall. Mid-December. Could we not just, um, to be responsive to your question about, you know, if we don't have the ask, what are we going to do with it, right? <clears throat> I mean, could we just agree to put that over there and if the ask isn't there that then in a subsequent meeting we just roll it elsewhere or to another use i mean does that make sense a champagne fountain for the phoenix <laughs> <laughs> i like chocolate now daniel <laughs> <laughs> b smith yeah i think that's exactly the if we if we if Get moving things along is, is our goal, which I think it, it should be. I think that's exactly the approach we should take. We should vote to I, you know, we should vote to um, approve having those funds allocated over to community arts grants, with the understanding that if the need if the amount the need isn't there, that that uh, excess would come back to the cultural arts commission, and we could yeah we could use it for other things. Or another option we could do, you could call a special meeting after the subcommittee meets, have the meeting to do what you want to do too. That's another option. But that option is very viable if you trust your subcommittee. <laughs> no. <laughs> I like just moving quickly. So I like the idea, like, could we find out, like, this week how many have been applied and what those okay. amounts are? And then someone sends an email, and then we say, hey, let's, yeah. should we do a special meeting? And let's get these applications out for review and start things. My worry is just waiting till March. And then we're dumped on these things. Oh, we need a month to review them. And then it's April. And right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, could I make a motion? that we allocate $70,000 to community arts grants. Well, uh, uh, D.B. Smith, what was that, that amount? 70,000. Which would be the, um, just the, the, the full excess rollover. Yep. Uh, D.B. Smith. With the understanding, we, and, and we, could, we could do it with the understanding that there would be at least $100,000 in requests. And a caveat, if there's not, then that goes to discussion for next month. Debbie Smith, um, I, I, I hear a motion. Um, I'll second that motion. This is Tim. All right, great. Um, we can go ahead and do a roll call vote, starting with Marlo. Approve. And then Mary. Approve. And then Dina. Approve. And then Marciana. Approve. And then Tim. 
approve. I will also approve. Um, it'll pass unanimously. I'm all for special meetings, but it, the scheduling can be tricky. So I think this was a, a good a good solution. Can I ask a quick just a, a question, kind of point of order thing? Um, when we were talking about receiving these applications, were they not supposed to be kind of batched and sent out to us as as they came in? I mean, did that not happen? I mean, I, I thought we discussed that. I thought rather than just having a whole bunch of them dumped on you at once, like we're talking about now, mm -hmm. the plan was after the cutoff, they were supposed to be kind of screened through and, and brought out to you. So we're now in February, and that hasn't been done. That's my understanding, because it was December 17th, and we wanted it before the holidays. OK. All right. I just want to make sure I understood that right. OK. Dina B. Smith, and I do remember getting some communication about rough totals i was curious just about how many were coming in so i inquired at one point but yeah it seems like um we never really got the the full the full uh, amount of applications passed on to us but um i think that we should be able to get those i don't think that i don't think they're locked in a safe i think i think um, we should be able to get those and i think we should be able to get a, a subcommittee meeting uh in the next few days, I'm I, I'm always optimistic about these things, but I think I think we can we can get the ball rolling on this. Um. Yeah, in terms of the applications, I think Abby had access. I'll need to get access from IT. We can get those out tomorrow. Um, I just need to figure out what's all there. That's the thing, because I don't because there's is there several different grants that are being applied for right now, or is it just no. this one? Okay, okay, thank you. <laughs> so. Who is on that subcommittee? Because we've lost we've lost several members since the subcommittee was set up. I'm, I'm pretty sure the, the grant subcommittee is the three of us. Or, or, do, or did you? It's on the. It's I'm, I'm on. Tim, Daniel, Jill, and Marlo. Yeah. Okay. And we would be meeting to create a timeline, and so I think the ideal would be to set up next meeting in March that we would be reviewing these grants. You know, like the subcommittee doesn't review the grants, it's the whole body that reviews the grants. But my understanding is that we would be needing to set the timeline. Is that correct? D.B. Smith, last year, I'm trying to remember, last time around, I believe it was the subcommittee that reviewed the grants and put together recommendations. Is that not true? done these grants in like three years. Oh, okay. This is the sticky no. wicket, but it's always during a commission meeting. Okay. The whole body. I can't really, since we have an application, you know, like I usually recuse myself and I think Mary usually recuses herself, you know, like different people have from, different. From those particular grants. Yeah, from those particular grants. But, so it's nice to have a body. Somebody, yeah. somebody needs to screen the grants in advance. To make sure that sure they, they meet, meet the criteria, criteria. right? Yeah. Right. Yeah, that they're 501c. Exactly. Whatever. Yeah, the, right. Just the, the letter of the law. Yeah. yeah. So subcommittee could take that on, and sure. then the actual review would be in the March meeting. Right. Um, do people feel like the March meeting is is soon enough, or do we want to have the subcommittee screen them in, in the very short term, sure. and then try and have a short? Special, special <laughs> meeting to, to approve them so that we can try and get. I think March is good. We need time to read them and to, uh, you know, yeah. score them and, yeah. you know, give some thoughts. I feel like if we had 30 applications in two days to read them, we'd be a mess. I would. Uh, yeah. Okay. I can't do it. Okay. So what I'll do, just to make sure it's out, I'm going to get the applications or the, the grant applications and submit them to the subcommittee. 
correct? And then from there, they'll screen them, we'll get them back, then we'll have them as part of that March meeting, the ones that are approved or meet the criteria, they'll be part of that agenda. And to me, the board needs to get them prior to the meeting so you have enough time. So yes, yeah, yeah, we can get that done. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. Great, yeah. Thank you. Um, and can I just, I want to clarify the numbers. You said 70,000, so I, I'm adding up, we had 56,000, okay, so 50, and then the 6,000, and then we had 20,000. So that was 76,000 of the 97,000, so we had 21 left over, is what I'm seeing. So you move that 21,000 to the 50, is that? So it's actually 71,000? Well, that sounds even better. Yeah. Is yeah. that right? I mean, is that... That, that is the only thing I will raise is like, is that 1,000 miscellaneous for something? Okay. Like, do we yes. use that for marketing? Yeah, yeah. it's miscellaneous. Yeah. I'm nervous. Okay. To, like, totally cut us. Okay, <laughs> then you you, you <laughs> saved it. Then. Okay, I just wanted to make sure that I was on the right pathway with the budget. Okay, so we'll keep. So it. we weren't over committing. <laughs> yeah, there's something that we wanted to do marketing or something. I don't know what that was. Sure, for. you yeah. could bring in somebody to talk yeah, if you reception. wanted to or something like that too. Yeah. I think it was Phoenix reception. Well, that's different. We've got six thousand for that. That's for the cover and that for the artist and for the oh. ODSC yeah. like audio tour. I feel like there was something that we've talked about in circles. We're like, oh, that Porter said, oh, this could be miscellany. Yeah, okay. And then it, if we've got 20,000, it depends. Well, for the outdoor right. sculpture, yeah. it's going to depend on how oh, many. No, this does say autocast is in the yeah. ODSC. Oh, that, okay. Yeah. But I'm just looking at that. We The last few it years, we have not even gotten 10 no. but artists even have. who've applied. Yeah. So that's. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and what is that? Have we, we usually have we done do a call it. for that? Yeah. ODSC? Yeah. Yes, uh, the, the, we'll, 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 we'll talk about it a little bit later, later, later in the agenda. No, you're, you're great. Thank you, Mary. Uh, I, I will say, um, this is a segue, that um, we had talked last month at the sort of, uh, you know, uh, fizzled uh, retreat meeting. We, th those of us who, who were able to attend, we did talk a little bit about potentially doing some things to uh, boost awareness of the Cultural Arts Commission. So all of that, I think, could potentially be a good use of, of the miscellany, um, that 1,000, um, which was an intentional segue for me to now say the next item on the, on the agenda, unless we want to talk more about this, this brilliant idea of moving the 70,000 over to Community Arts Grants, um, is, is simply um, to talk about the January retreat, recap, um, air grievances. So I don't know if anybody has any questions or comments they'd like to, to make about, about the January meeting that was. Um, it's, it's okay if you don't. I wasn't there. Like I did find, I sent that email out and I did feel like the communication wasn't there. So I was definitely disappointed in that whole process. I felt like it was inequitable because we only had a certain amount of people that had signed up for a subscription to the Parks and Rec newsletter. Not all of us were included on that. So I feel like that was a, a sad thing to have happen, but I think acknowledging it and just saying, hey, this is a communication gap, we're gonna work on this and make sure that doesn't happen again, I would love to have that in the works. And I would point out that that isn't the Parks and Recreation thing, that's a city subscription thing that they have set up for all city uh, boards and, and 
different areas. I mean, we even, Parks and Recreation even has a little thing on there that we send out stuff to people that su sign up for our subscription. Now, I apologize. I didn't realize that the folks didn't get that information when they came on the board. Um, I make sure that our board members have that so they can sign up to get releases and things like that we send out to folks. So, um, and I do acknowledge, I do apologize, because yeah. the timing on that going out was not good. Yeah. And so that was... And I was unaware that I, I knew that we had had the uh, gen, or the retreat in August. I didn't know who we were doing one at the beginning of the year. I know we had talked about inviting commissioners to something, and I was thinking it was the following year. So I apologize that I wasn't following up with Abby on some of that. So I will take the brunt of the miscommunication so I appreciate that I feel like in the past I kind of went through how retreats were organized and there was discussion about what would be on the agenda so there were like several emails that would come out prior to like okay. here's a proposed agenda let us know if you have any feedback on it um, and then there would be a couple reminders leading up and so I just think that kind of okay. collaborative spirit like especially when it's something like a retreat which we all kind of talked about in December like hey what would be fun to talk about I think having that spirit you know, that's why I just assumed it wasn't happening because I never received that sure. communication. And, and so I think having that participatory element makes it an inclusive process for everybody okay. at the yeah. table. I echo. And again, that's part of the, the merging and understanding that this is what the level that you expect from us again. And, and that's part of this transition that we need to learn. And I appreciate the, the you know, collaboration and, and working with us to, to make sure that we're doing things right um and uh, for me i feel like the uh i, I, I think we're, we're very fortunate that our, our previous retreat i feel like was really fantastic and we managed to really like connect on all of our priorities um I, my biggest regret with the january meeting is that we do we are in a, a time period where we're trying to like really i mean honestly t talking about all of our programs we, we came into this year wanting to kind of get them out the door quicker and be and uh, be on top of things which means that we aren't necessarily immediately behind schedule but um the fact that our january meeting was a little bit anemic does mean that we are playing a little bit of catch up um but I think I think we'll manage. I think I think we can we can pull it off. Um, and the next item on the agenda is is also part of that catch up, which is electing two of our, our officers, technically kind of three. So if if folks have anything else they want to discuss with the the January retreat recap, um, we can move to that section, which will be interesting. I don't I don't know how this will will go, but we. Um, have a chair elected that's me i'm the guy talking uh but we do not have a, a secretary and i guess technically the vice chair position has not been officially uh, elected um, and then also because denise had to step away we no longer have a specific tgt uh, liaison which is a position that i think is really important for this this commission to have um, so of course if anybody wants to add anything else about the january retreat that's fine but if not um i think we can we can move on to the the important act of, of electing some officers i will um, stick my hat in for the tgt liaison since you know i did that for six years it'd probably be unless you guys really want to go do it <laughs> i've done we it. all know how fun it is i mean you guys do it i've done right? it for you're there years. frequently but and i i do i think having watched the tgt um <laughs> sessions <laughs> You need Tim back. Yeah. Well, 
And, and to that point, I'm looking at starting this process a lot earlier. So I'm looking at March, April, starting the process to review the criteria and getting that all set up. Because this was kind of, again, this was that transition that just ha had to happen in a certain yeah. time frame. And yeah. we were kind of rushed with it, too. And I was kind of getting my sea legs with this process compared to what I've right. been in before with the TGT. So yeah. um, we did the best we could. Yeah. In, in watching it, I've got to say it was a little concerning that... Um, Everybody just kept saying, I don't know how to do it. I don't know how to, I don't know what this is about. You know, it, it, it was, I don't think we can do that. I, I think there, it took a long time to develop the criteria that right. are used and, to evaluate those But the criteria was used in the scoring. Yes, but, so then, but then it just the sort of went to hell. Well, that's an opinion. Thank you. <laughs> well, well, what I'm hearing is that Tim is going to be a great asset. Yes, as, absolutely. <laughs> and, and agreed. And I personally, I mean, if, if somebody else wants to volunteer, by all, by all means, um, I was worried that I, I was going to end up <laughs> doing it. But I think I think it, it's really great of you to volunteer. I think it is really important for us to be involved in that process. Mm -hmm. um, so unless anybody else wants to, to self-nominate, um, I think we go ahead. Um, order isn't that important to me in, in this section. If, if, we, if anyone wants to make a motion to approve Tim's appointment as our TGT liaison, I'd be happy to hear it. I make a motion to approve. Thank you, Marlo. I'll second that. Oh. All right, thank you, Mary. We can do a little roll call vote here, starting with Marlo. Approve. And then Mary. Approve. And then Dina. Approve. And then Marciana. Approve. And then Tim? Do I approve myself? <laughs> that is a great question. You can, you can abstain. I'll abstain. Like, uh, I will, I will um, approve, uh, w with the exception of the one abstention, it'll pass unanimously. Um, so thank you, Tim, for volunteering to take that on, um, which means that we have two other positions left. One is, is the vice chair position, which um, Marlo, you, you have been in that position. I don't, I don't know if you are interested in staying in it. Absolutely no pressure. Uh, the other one is the secretary position, which we had previously, and which I think is a little bit of a question mark um, as far as how that position really operates with this body. So I'm curious if anybody has any opinions, because we've been without a secretary for a little while. I'm sorry, say that again. We, we've been without a secretary for, for yeah. a while. Well, just since the pandemic. For a few months. A few no. months, yeah. Okay. No, we had. Jordan, um, Jordan. We had Jordan, and then before her we had... Kristen from Spencer, Christina. Chris, yeah, Christina. Mm. And what were what was their role? Would they take notes at the meetings and... Okay. Yes, and do okay. the minutes. Yeah. So that's okay. awesome. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that really helps. And I think it's something, you know, where Dina pointed out a, a discrepancy in the minutes. It just kind of... Sure. Yeah. Accuracy, too. That's, that's good, because I know that when... With the advent of the TV and everything, that's where the minutes have become. And then the, st the staff liaisons are the ones that take the minutes. And so it is I, having two boards, it gets to be a little complicated. So, and Abby's new in the role. And so I, you know, it, there is some growing <laughs> that has to happen there. So, um, but if there is a, a, somebody on the board that would like to assist with that, that's, that would free up a lot of time and it probably would create less discrepancies too, potentially. 
Um, if if nobody wants to, to to volunteer for the position up up front, I think that we can. Um, you know, it it is something. I mean, honestly, I, I, I don't know. It, it is something we functioned without for at least a few months. The reality is that it falls onto staff time if, if we don't have somebody on, on the board who's secretary. Um, but I also know that, you know, everybody who's who's on the commission um, is pretty busy. And I'm a secretary on one board, and, and taking the notes is is a little bit, is a little bit, it's, it's definitely a burden, and it does, you know, to degree impact uh, how much you can really. I mean, for me, I feel like it impacts how much I'm able to 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 speak and and be uh, involved in the goings on of a board when I'm frantically taking notes and trying to spell words correctly. So um, I I don't I think if if nobody wants to volunteer for the position tonight, I don't think it's the end of the world. Um, the other thing I will say, we do have the video um, that will be maintained as well. So that that is public record as well. So anything that's said is being captured as well for, and it's just not written down per se. So it can be referred to as well. So I think we can, uh, for the time, we can move on to the question of the vice chair. And I don't know if that's something that anybody is, is interested in, in doing. Um, I'm happy to do it. I'm also happy to make way for someone else who wants to do it. I think I should do it. Okay. <laughs> but I'm up for anybody else who would enjoy it. I'm happy to step in. Right. I'd yeah. like to just make a motion to nominate Marlo to be vice chair, please. And I'll second that. <laughs> Great. Thank you, Tim and Mary. Um, let's do a roll call vote. Feel free to abstain if you want. Marlo. Abstain. And then Mary. Yes. And then Dina. Approve. And then Marciana. Approve. And then Tim. Approve. And I will also approve. Um, Marlo will will retain the uh, the vice chair position. I appreciate you trying to open up a spot if someone else wanted to do it, but from from my experience, people people like to give give others the, the chance around here. So um, thank you for for staying on. You've been really great in that. Really appreciated when you went and spoke to the city commission and everything. Um, so that will take us all the way through. Um, our, that, that agenda item, the secretary issue is still a question mark, not the end of the world, but, and I don't know if we're going to talk about um, potential uh, board recruitment and all, that was something we talked about in January. Um, I know that there are some people who have actually applied to be on this, oh. this, this body. I'm going to try and talk to the mayor a little bit. Um, and so maybe somebody new coming onto the board might want to take on that secretary role. So. Um, uh, that is the end of our new business, um, so we can move on to old business. And the first thing on here is the Phoenix Award document review. Uh, I'm curious if, if you um, have that document to review, or if anybody who's on that subcommittee is actually aware, because that's that's the one subcommittee I don't I don't I don't touch. It's, it's okay. in the agenda. Okay, it is on the agenda. So, okay, let me pull that up here. And the, the probably the what we need to change on here are the dates. Right. And we did. Talk. I think Abby has some tentative dates. Is that on here? No. No, she didn't. That's 2019. Okay. Well, that's, um, right. Right now, we are tentatively, and and I think I've talked about this with Abby and with the committee. We've tentatively uh, reserved the Theater Lawrence for October the 15th, which okay. is a Sunday afternoon. 
So any planning on this would go backwards from October. From October. So I think we had talked about setting up a schedule where the, the deadline for nominations was like late May. I think that sounds right. So that the applications could be screened and there would be time for the artist to, um, to know how many awards and, and whether to personalize the awards or what, you know, what to do with the awards so that they, were, they weren't quite so rushed. Was there a specific date in late May? I don't remember. Do you? I remember either. Okay. You, Dina? I don't remember. I'll check if I wrote it down. I do remember talking about it. Was it, it was a subcommittee meet, meeting or was it this meeting? It was, it was the full board. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah so it, it might be in the then, old minutes. And then there were some emails back and forth with, with okay. Abby. Okay. Yeah, Abby Smith, yeah, I believe the December minutes would probably okay. con contain those, those dates that were floated. Could have even been November minutes. Yeah, I think it might November? It might yeah. be November. Okay. You said it'd be like the afternoon on the 15th? I think we did it late after. It was going to be late afternoon. I think the, the last time that we did it before the pandemic, we did it at the theater. And it was late afternoon, so we could do like some wine and stuff afterwards, have a cocktail reception. Okay. All right. It Just was great. It was very well organized last time. Was it 2019 was the last one? Up here. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> but it was wonderful. So it would be probably in the December, because it was November minutes, duh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking at the November agenda. No, it's December minutes. Okay, sorry. Okay. I think it's on the, what month is this? On the uh, minutes from dis the December meeting. Oh, it's December. Okay. <laughs> so we just approved those tonight. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so I could pull them up there instead. Let's see here. We didn't have exact dates. We had uh, months. Just the month? Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, do you want me to pull up the calendar and, and do you want to set that date tonight so we can kind of get that schedule set? Sure. Yeah. Okay, let me see if I can. May 1st is on a Monday. Oh, Roger, hit share. Okay. <laughs> I was just thinking it's a calendar, but okay, now it went away though. Uh, I'm not sure where I'm supposed to share it because it's not there. I don't think I can share it because it's not up there anymore because it's just on the computer itself. I believe it. <laughs> okay, well, we won't do that then. Okay, so the last week starts with the 29th on Monday. 31st is on the Wednesday. Are you looking at maybe the week before the last, so like the 24th on a Wednesday? Or do you want that Friday so that, or is it better to have the Sunday so you have people that at midnight, 11.59, it shuts it off? Well, that'll go into Memorial Day then on. Oh, that's true, good point. 
Um, and I, I'm not sure how long we need. I don't know. May 22nd, Monday? I was like having the weekend to work on an application. Then, so do you want to? We don't, we don't need to. So we'll want to have an, an application deadline and then have a meeting to decide on how many we want and then get back to the artist. No. So really we could, when, when, I guess, when are we thinking about getting the applications out as well? When, when do we want to announce the applications? That's up to you. Well, sometimes March. it depends on your schedule because it's got to come out of your office. We can make it happen. <laughs> mm -hmm. How long do you normally give an applicant for this to, you know, put together their proposal? Two months? I mean, is yeah. that yeah. appropriate? Eight weeks, yeah. yeah. So we could say March 1st, first chance. And then, I mean, because the, the other thing I want to look at, because to me, when the applications come in, your subcommittee is going to review and you're going to want them for the next meeting for the full body. So if you're looking at that way, if you're wanting October, which meeting do you do you want to have June to kind of massage it with the subcommittee, have it at the July meeting, or is that too late for the artists no, that, that get should, that should work? I think so. Yeah, and so yeah. we were talking about opening them March first, right? Yeah. Right. Great. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that gives us time to eyeball it just to. And that's a sure Wednesday, I believe. Weirds on it. Yes. Yeah, so March 1st is a so Wednesday because it's similar. First. Okay. And had the deadline. Why don't we just say May 31st? Yeah. May 31st. Okay. So then the thing that I would look at then, because June, you're meeting. Okay, is it the 14th? Is that when your your board meeting is here? Yep. For the full board? Yes. I don't so, have or do you want to, I mean, would it be that that month would be the subcommittee and then they bring it in the July meeting? That might be how it has to work because I will be out of town that week. Okay. 14th. Yeah, that sounds good. Okay. So March 1st opening, May 31st closing, subcommittee meets during the month of June, and then we'll put it on the July uh, agenda for approval by the full board. Sounds good. Great. Okay. Well, we have a chance before the May 1st or March 1st uh, to review the review. Yeah. We'll get that done. Great, thank you all. I, 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 unless anybody has anything else they want to add, I, I think maybe we can move on to our, our other subcommittees. Um, uh, the first of which is the Outdoor Sculpture Exhibition, which, which Mary asked about earlier. Um, so uh, the Outdoor Sculpture Exhibition this year received quite a few uh, applicants. Last time around, the pool was a little, was, was a little bit smaller. Um, this time we had 14 different submissions. Which, yeah, a very, very healthy amount. And so, um, 
prior to this meeting, myself and Tim and Marciana, who are on, on the Outdoor Sculpture Exhibition Subcommittee, met to review those applicants. Um, we each scored them independently, and then we met to compare, compare notes. And then we have since aggregated our, our, our reviews into what amounts to a recommendation. Um, in the past, um, I, I do want to note that in the past, there has been the pro process has been a little bit different. There's been a, a juror who's been brought in and, and paid to serve as, as an, an arbiter for the process. Um, but because things are kind of up in the air and because the process is a little expedited, um, you know, it's been transition. Um, we decided that um, the three members of the Outdoor Sculpture Exhibition should just put together a recommendation without an outside juror. Whether or not um, that's something we'll do in the future, I think is is up for discussion. Uh, I don't. I don't. I'm curious if anybody has any really strong feelings about that. But I think that um, the recommendation we put together. Is, is pretty solid, and the the next steps for that process are going to be. Um, I didn't come into this meeting thinking that we would we would share our specific recommendation that we put together, um, partially because that usually has to generally has to go to the city, and there are some con constraints as far as installation costs and things like that, which honestly. I, I don't. I don't personally know how to calculate what the specific cost of installing specific pieces, or even assessing whether pieces are are viable. I know that there is a little bit of of stuff that, that the city has to to do in in their review. So, what I was um, expecting would happen is we, we would send on a recommendation to the city, who would review things to see if they're even practically possible first, and then based after that is evaluated, then we could present the results to the, the full the full group to get to get approval. Um, I'm curious if anybody has any input, or you know, Tim or Marciana, who went through the, the review with, process with me, if you have anything you want to add. Yeah, I think that's, I mean, I think that's a fair analysis of what went on. I, you know, we had pretty good conversation, um, and I would say that there was some pretty strong consensus from our independent scoring. I mean, I was surprised because I'm probably the least artistically inclined in the group. And um, I, we, I think we had a really good pool. It was awesome. It was really good. But I think, you know what, if one or two of those drop off due to constraints with installation, then, you know, it, it makes the decision so much easier. So I agree. Has Porter been consulted in the process at all? Because he's got such a great expertise in this area as far as sculptural materials and... Porter has Porter has been in, involved in the process as far as as far as the how the process is going itself. He hasn't given specific input on the submissions yet. Um, if you'd like, I think we can we can ask to loop him in um, to 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 uh, as part to, of the city a, review. As part of the city review, Lovely. he's got yeah. such knowledge. Well, we would look to that yeah. to that expertise great. that he has as well. Um, yeah, I guess the in the past. Was it the purview of the kind of outside juror to help determine the viability of the pieces? Was that part of what they did? Because not every art piece can exist outside. DMB Smith, it's my understanding from talking to Porter about the juror process previously, it was sort of about trying to pick somebody from the community who we thought would could act as as a 
a stand-in or, or try and give some some more community input. Um, and last year, I remember I talked to Porter quite a bit about the desire to potentially have not just one juror, but m multiple jurors. That way we could really like fully represent you know, the diverse community we have. And that didn't end up working out primarily because honestly, it's very difficult to find somebody who wants to volunteer their time to review sculptures for us. Um, and so in consulting with Porter and, and, and others about this process, we kind of decided that just having the members of the Cultural Arts Commission them, themselves perform that role would, would be fine, at least for this year. And, and honestly, my thinking is that if we as the Cultural Arts Commission are then finding somebody else from the community to come in and act as a voice of the community on topics of culture and art, it seems a little bit a little bit redundant since it's kind of a role that I think members of this body are supposed to be fulfilling anyways. Um, My recollection with the juror, the attractive part of the juror would be somebody who had a public art expertise or mm -hmm. something where it was lucrative to apply because you're having your work jurored by this individual. Right. So it can be, now we've already done the applications, I wouldn't say we need to do that at this stage. But I think next year, if we choose somebody that somebody sees their name and is like, oh my gosh, I want to apply because of this person's, you know, we're just going to review my art. Uh, you know, sense. film festival curation is the same thing. You get somebody that people just want to get their work in front of. I think it's a, a really positive thing. Uh, but I think at this stage, they've already been reviewed. I don't think it would be advantageous necessarily to bring somebody in. But I do think there was it was magic like when we would go on the outdoor sculpture tour and the juror would say this is why i love this piece mm -hmm. this is you know some historical artistic background to this right. piece this is the art history you know there was some really great scholarly information that was brought into those tours yeah so the, there's an educational component yes. in this and a a higher aspiration yes. art component as well so it isn't just a bunch of us that just kind of sit around the table and say, well, I like this one and I don't like this one. <laughs> so that there's, somebody can actually articulate yeah. why, you know, why we, you know, what there is about this piece that's appealing to us. Yeah. And, and I think that um, moving forward, I, I would like to see us go back to that. Agree, that's an awesome idea. Yeah, yeah I agree. Thanks. This is Dina Amant, so I'd like to reiterate that too. So I think for this year, we should just move forward. Um, and I haven't been on this commission since we have gone through this process before, so I don't really have any knowledge about exactly how it was done before, but typically a group like this would hire, mm -hmm. um, hire an expert in, um, in public sculpture to do that. And again, someone who, uh, someone who has as recognition, name recognition, who artists want to that that would be published at the point where where the um, where the artists were submitting, so they would know who the juror was going to be. Um, so I would definitely strongly advocate for that in the future. So to that point, we want to make sure that we're ahead of the curve next year, mm -hmm. so that before we even make the applications, we've secured a juror if that's the way the board wants to go. Yeah. Yes. And how do we fund it and that type of thing. So was we have that $1,000, right? It was, <laughs> no, it was, it, it was funded as- Is it as, in there? Okay. It was funded as part of the- um, The, the exhibit, okay. part of the 20,000. Okay. Oh, okay, good, yeah. okay. DMB Smith-Western, they have nothing against getting 
you know, an expert juror to be a part of the process. Um, I, I do, I do recall from last time around, there, there was, there was a, that was, that part of the process was a little bit challenging, but um, I think that we can, we can, we can definitely like tr see if we can see if we can return to that, uh, and if it's if it's challenging, we can. Um, work harder and, and make it make it happen what is the challenge yeah. mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. for my for my understanding what's the time frame of when we opened and closed this it used to be final Friday in May okay which was wonderful because I think it was like a oh, school year ended something that we can come together as a community and do sometimes it was really hot but still, you know, it's a lot of fun because it's Final Friday and well, the tour, right? The tour, yeah, yes. I'm so, I'm talking about opening up. So for next year, I can make sure that we get it on the calendar in terms of yeah. recruiting and getting the juror, this so that we, we have that in November. Was it December seventeenth? Was it that? Is that we did it December? That was what part of the whole? Because I know we did two kind of simultaneous. Yeah, the yeah. community. And I was getting arts grants. Community <laughs> arts grants and outdoor sculpture exhibition. Those applications were were open simultaneously and ended simultaneously. Too. Yeah. Is that typical? No. Um, no. No. So what I would suggest that we develop that timeline for both for the following year, so we're already ahead, so we don't have problems. You know. <laughs> and, and this would definitely be a situation. So, so it would be the outdoor sculpture deal. And also the the Phoenix. Yeah, we've call, got the call for artists. Right. Now that won't be this next. No, we won't be doing one this year. It'll be next year. Right. right. Well, the March. That's every other year. What are we opening up March first then? That's what I'm. That's that's the Phoenix Awards. Phoenix Award. Yeah. Okay. So they're two different things. So I, I I'm more. Yeah. Yeah. So we Good, good, okay. We're on the same page. We're on the same page. And, and Porter, as far as the timeline for rec for the juror search, that part, in my, as far as I'm aware, was largely handled by, 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 by city okay. staff. Okay. And so um, Porter would be able to give you the timeline right. for that. The okay. timeline for both, for this year, this year, time around, we, we did things a little bit ahead of schedule. Okay. Um, so but I think it's important that we get these things yeah. scheduled. And so we do have that May date mm -hmm. when it comes for the next year. So we, we get it back on a cycle out of COVID. Because I think COVID is still, <laughs> we're coming out of it. Yeah. Although it's starting to ramp up again. So be careful out there. <laughs> I would love Porter's eyes on these. And I think in absence of a juror especially, he can be that stand-in and provide that you know sculptural knowledge base that, you know, is important to the process. I, I think that sounds great. And I, I do want to echo something that, that Tim said, talking about this process that I forgot to mention is just that looking over the submissions we had, we have some really great stuff. And so yeah. we should feel very fortunate. There's some stuff which I am, yeah, very. Yeah, very, same here. Uh, one point on the, the city review. <clears throat> I mean, is there a timeline on how long that should take? I mean, I'm not trying to like no, no, you no, guys no. down, I but, totally but get that. I don't want it to go into the black hole of 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 reviews, right? Because w when do we need to have it back out of city? Review? That's the next question I was going to ask, and I don't know the answer to that. I'm I'm asking an open-ended question. I, Sooner rather than later, yeah. probably. Ideally, if the sculpture pieces could be up in May. I would think that would be the ideal yeah, because then it would be available to people all summer. Right. Okay. 
Correct. And it would get the most attention. Now, I don't know how viable that is. Right. So I'm looking at then if we have city review, I'm assuming you've made your recommendations. It'll come to the city. Does Abby have those currently, or do you no. still have them? We, have, we haven't sent them over yet. Okay. I can send them over to you. Yes. Your, Why don't we do that? And, and then what we'll do is we'll get... I, I, okay, so March, what do we, we... We just added something to March's meeting, didn't we? Uh, earlier tonight? No? We're opening the Phoenix Awards. The Phoenix Awards, March yeah. First. Right. Uh, so that would mean a press release. Yeah, that's nothing. It's right. minor compared to what... Okay, so if we... I'm wondering, would we be able to take their review? We're going to get them tomorrow, maybe? And then we'll have them for review. And then if we have that... Is a subcommittee... I mean, so we're going to work with the subcommittee on this. And then by the March meeting, if we have the recommendations back, then the full body can vote on them. I think, I think and then it would need to go to the city commission. So I'll need to look at that schedule and make sure we get the, because if we don't line it up, there's only three commission meetings, so we need to make sure those things are all lined. That's so why that I was asking. We can asking. go boom, boom, yeah, boom. Yeah, okay. Exactly. Yeah, I was concerned about timeline. Right. Yeah. Exactly. So if you're wanting them installed in May, is that going to be enough time for your artist mm -hmm. to create? from April into, and are we looking at the last part of May? May 26th, uh, Okay, May 26th, okay. Smith, I will say that for a lot of the submissions, these are these are pre-existing okay. pieces. Yeah, they are. Okay, okay, so it could be done. Uh, I just didn't want to have an artist code. Why do you want this? Well, it, it kind of goes back to, it doesn't, aren't Parks and Rec the ones that do the installation? Yes, yes. and that's so why we'll have yeah. to do an internal yeah. review for that. Because I know, I know the last few years we've had wonderful pieces at the theater, and it seems to me they had to be scheduled with Parks and Rec. Right. And that was the whole process, was picking the locations, and I feel like Porter did that. Yeah. So he would figure out which piece yeah. fit which location. Yeah, because so some things were a little more fragile and right. shouldn't be downtown where they could be climbed on and... <laughs> You don't climb on things downtown. <laughs> Especially in March, April, you know, when there's like things going on that I don't know yeah. about. So just kind of point of order. Um, I don't think you have to work with the full subcommittee. You just coordinate back and forth with Daniel and he'll get back and forth okay. with us because the fewer people involved in gotcha. that back and okay. forth, the quicker it's right. going to go. I totally agree. We'll and, and, and I think there's definitely some questions here, but I think once we send over our recommendations, I, I think you know in the, the next week we might get a little bit more clarity about what the timeline is going to look like, and I think we can plan on our next full monthly meeting next month. Like we can plan on having that be the final vote, so and then having it go to the, the city commission, um, and if we get word on either the city commission schedule or the review schedule that that doesn't work, then we can potentially coordinate via email, although not at the same time, um, to m try and come up with an alternative solution, potentially some sort of special meeting. But I think we should move forward with the understanding that March will probably work and okay. and that everything will, will, will fall. We will make it work. Yeah. How about yeah. that? Could we invite Porter to our March meeting? I'm just thinking if we're showing these sculptures, just having some dialogue back and forth would be really advantageous. I think that's great. Yeah. I will invite. Do that. Thank you. <laughs> Perfect. Um, there is one other subcommittee um, item here, which is revisiting the idea of the uh, um, 
Public Art Committee um, reviewing the mural proposal criteria. This is something that has come up a couple times. Denise, who's had to step away from, from the board, um, was really keen on this idea, and I think it's it's a good idea. Um, obviously, we've been, the subcommittee's been a little bit busy doing stuff with outdoor sculpture exhibition, um, but I think that it's something we, we should consider um, maybe our sub within the next month our subcommittee can meet again and look over that as well. Um, if, that's, if that's not asking too much of you, Tim and Marciana. Um, but I don't know if, um, but beyond the potential for a subcommittee meeting about the, the mural proposal uh, criteria, I don't think we need to necessarily discuss it that much um, at this meeting. Do you have a? The only thought that I had on the mural guidelines was that those were created with a mural artist. So I know there, at least Dave Lowenstein was involved in that. I can't remember if a couple others were too. So I think involving an artist in that like whether it's Rick from Van Gogh or just somebody that's actively creating murals might be like versus us digging in when we're filmmakers and musicians and you know all different disciplines and not muralists. Dion B. Smith, I think that recommendation is heard and we can we can definitely consider looping on someone whether it's my friends over at Van Gogh or, or Dave Lowenstein or, or anybody who who is um, proven themselves to, to, to know murals inside and out. So I appreciate that input. Yeah, I have friends at Van Gogh too, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see, what else we, we got? So those co committee updates, um, we uh, don't have too much left. We do have a staff report. Um, yeah, and I just wanted to reiterate the Co Kansas Open Meetings Act, COMA. We'll go, we'll have a full presentation sometime either, probably not March, but maybe in April, just to kind of review the the what we have to follow as far as open meetings and uh we just want to make sure that when we we don't reply all the emails because that basically makes a meeting and we have to do our business in the sunshine that's what with the sunshine law is what we uh, i call it from the journalism standpoint um so that the public sees what we're doing how the sausage is made so to speak and um, communication can go between one and two people but then when you start adding people then there's conversations going on that the public isn't invited into to understand what's going on so we just need to be mindful of that so that's all i'll say on that great thank you yeah the reply reply all button is is the primary and i will make sure that we when we send stuff out I always make sure do not reply all on the emails and i'll make sure that abby is is following that as well um and there's also some other things on here this, to remind you. the city email distribution list i assume that's connected to some of the communication issues right um, and yeah the city email distribution list did she send that link out to everybody if not i will make sure derek did you did in your email i think so okay if it, it I, the thing that i'm confused about sure. matt is that i was getting all of the emails and uh, I mean, kind of ad nauseum, actually. Mm -hmm. And then sometime I started trying to look back to when it stopped. But it, I'm thinking it, it, it might have been like in November because I mean, I would get noticed about everything, it seemed. Okay. And then all of a sudden it, it, it just went. So unless I've been I'll need in a check. very specific Okay. Email. What I'll do is I'll make sure because Abby's new to the system too. So I'll make sure that that's set up appropriately for the art commission list and that you're all, all everybody all the members are on it it's actually it's porter's list so i mean i have to it it, it isn't too hard to figure out what's gone out because it keeps record of everything and if they've been opened or not too so and hopefully it didn't get caught up in spam 
because sometimes emails from from these types of outfits when they go out they are collected as spam in certain arenas so i didn't see it in mine okay. i use sunflower okay. so or midco whatever it is today <laughs> uh, okay so. but i'll check and i'll check into it and i'll probably email the full board to see who's on the list who isn't and make sure you're on the the the, the board list that the for the agendas and stuff so what, what I normally do is send out an email to the board and then we send out that separate. So you would get a separate reply yes. from us. Again, this is part of that transfer and we'll make sure it happens. So we'll be, I need to have my eyes and ears on it a little more than I, I thought it was understood. So we'll, we'll make sure it gets cleared up. Uh, and then there's one other uh, item here, just notes on attendance, which I think is just a, uh, an annual uh, little spiel that, that we're supposed to re receive from from city staff. Okay. Uh, if you if you don't know, that's fine. I think there is a, an ex expectation on it. There is an expectation. It's in the bylaws of your board, and that's on the the page there. And Derek, what's is it? Three meetings in a row. You can be excused for four or five, and then the unexcused. I think it was three. Three. So in you know, a, yeah. For example, if Denise needed to take a break, she'd be excused. Still be on the board, but yeah, and and that that the bylaws. Let me just show you because since we've got this iCompass system, they're all located up here on on your page. Um, I think they should be anyway. I say that and now. Watch them not be there. I know they are in mine. Yeah, they're they're right up here in this the key documents, the policies, and all of that. But yeah, so I'm trying to see if. You know what? I'm not seeing their bylaws on here. Advisory board policy. Maybe that's what that is. I'm not for sure. I haven't. I think that'll. Okay. Oh, this is just your resolution to create it. I well, our board got new bylaws when they were doing some making sure everybody had bylaws because we actually didn't have bylaws. So we now have bylaws and stuff. So we had some preset ones that we have, and I'm wondering if this uh, counts. Updated all of them. Right. Term of appointments, orientation, attendance. Here we go. Uh, it's just that liaison for excessive absences then if that's brought up to your attention then the board can by majority vote forward the recommendation to the mayor to replace a member so just be mindful of those things and these are annual things that we want to review just to make sure everybody knows what uh, the, the policies are and the bylaws and all of that so um, and attendance and and uh and you know, uh, membership or recruitment are, are, are obviously like somewhat related. And I, I did want to just circle back to what I had mentioned earlier. January meeting, we talked quite a bit about um, trying to make sure that people who are out in the community and all parts of the community are, are really aware of this opportunity for volunteer leadership that um, our, our community needs. Um, and so that's something that was really like, I feel like the most valuable conversation we had last month. And I, I am gonna try and talk to the mayor sometime in the near future and see if some of the folks who have applied to be on this body um, that at least I know of, or just make sure that the mayor is aware that, that we need uh, her, uh, her approval to get to get those people through. So um, I think that from, I've, I've heard that, that we have at least at least a few people who are interested. So um, I will follow up with that. Um, and 
And that, that is the end of uh, the staff report section. I don't know if anybody has any other questions. It's getting a little bit late. Um, we don't have too much left on the agenda. Do you, do you have something you want to No, I just want to, again, thank you all. I, I'm a big public advocate for people on boards, and I know it takes a lot of commitment, and I just appreciate. And I, I'm one that always flowers people with these things because it is so important for a community to have people step up and assist staff that's what you're doing you're helping us give out give back to the community and and help this community thrive and it wouldn't be active without your participation so i just want to say thank you for your service thanks that uh that's us. and marcian i was talking to you too by the way <laughs> Always the people on Zoom are, are included. Uh, that kind of segues us into the next section, which is miscellany. The first item is simply an update on the recommendations regarding boards and commissions committee, which is the committee committee, that's what I call it, that I'm serving on. Uh, we had our first meeting where we extensively went over all of the boards and committees the city has and sort of you know, made sure that we knew which of the city's strategic outcome areas best aligned with all of those. We are an unmistakable identity is our primary, and our second is the uh, the, the money one. I can't remember which, which what that one's called. Prosperity. Economic stability, and uh, I can't remember, but but the money one. The, the, yeah. Um, so those are the two that we felt like were were really unmistakable identity. It's a pretty obvious, pretty obvious fit. That's, that's the one that we mostly fit. Um, but so that that was a, an interesting productive first meeting where we really went through and made sure that everybody was acquainted with all of the boards and committees that exist. Um, and then we asked a whole bunch of questions of city staff. I especially asked a million questions. I'm just curious about how all of the different boards and committees operate. I understand how this board operates roughly, at least in a very specific pandemic transitional state that, that I've experienced it in. Um, but we're gonna, we're gonna be meeting tomorrow night um, for our second meeting. That group is only gonna meet for a limited amount of time to review and make recommendations on how the city should potentially uh, change things. Um, I, I don't have any specific idea I know how things are gonna go. I know that one of the, the goals is to sort of reduce and streamline things. Um, there's not really any other body connected to the city that does what, what we do or overlaps with us too much. Um, you know, we're, we're pretty integral to, to having the vibrant arts and cultures that, that Lawrence really identifies with. So I don't think um, I, I don't think this body is necessarily going to see too much change. I I personally do think that all of the boards and committees, some standardization of things could could be really nice. But we'll we'll see how it goes. You can always ask me if you have questions about stuff. You can watch the meetings on I can't remember what channel it is, but but um, always let me know if you have any questions. I sit in the same chair, so. Tomorrow night. Uh, does anybody else have any um, miscellany as far as sharing of community events, fun events that you've been to, fun events that you're going to, or just any, literally anything? Questions? I just had feedback on that committee committee. Yeah, go for it. Um, there was that survey, and it was so long, and everything was required, so it took me oh. like an hour to fill it out, and the computer crashed, so it didn't go. Through. Oh, okay. So I just felt like this one and the yeah. school board sent out a survey like that too, where like it takes so long to complete. I feel like equity wise, you're missing on such a big pool of people where if it's five questions, maybe they're not all required and you can just answer, hey, here's a paragraph about this, but I don't have to fill out a paragraph 20 times. 
you'll get a better response. And I don't know if that was distributed to everybody here in this body or if anyone else filled out the survey on the committee. I had the exact same problem. I, I, did. I filled I did it out, too. and then when I hit submit, it, it died. Oh, no. I mean, I, I spent an hour filling this <laughs> out, and I was, oh. I was just like, just shoot me. Oh. I felt the same. Yep. Yep. Well, I got one too as a liaison. I had it partly filled out, and it was yeah. just—it was too much. So, did anyone else from the Arts and Culture Commission fill it out? I did. You yeah, did, Dina. I filled it out. My computer didn't crash. <laughs> so fingers crossed here, but um, I agree. All the questions were required, and it was really long. It, so it was. I did. I did do it. Though. That is that is great feedback, yeah. and I will take I, it back. Talk to them about it. Was about way too much. It was way too much. Way too much. The school board recently did one like that too, and it was like I spent hours and I took the time, but I'm sure lots of people did not take the time. Mm -hmm. I, I got it also, and I had seen the contents of it, but the very specific feedback that just not making every question required, yeah. mm -hmm. and also yeah. potentially making sure it doesn't. It works. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, we're not we're not things that that had come up. So I will definitely bring that up. And also, I know that um, I saw the total amount of replies that that were received, which was a substantial amount. I'm not exactly sure what the percentage of the reply of of individuals who are sent it that would be, but I'll, I'll be asking I'll be asking these questions tomorrow. So I I might I might see if there's a way that there could and be a, a did did it go. In, I know I had it partially filled out. It, w it was the worst possible time because we were doing a fundraiser last weekend. So it was, and, and I am constantly interrupted. And I know the last time that I worked on it, I got interrupted and then I never got back to it. So I don't know if that went through, didn't go through, partially went through. I have no idea. Yeah, I, I, can, I can ask and see. Um and maybe a maybe a, a, a smaller, a, a miniature version, as as a follow up for folks who without like. asking for so many questions where you had to write essays. Yeah, it was a lot of essays. Yes, yeah. it was. <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll definitely bring that up, and I, I'll be curious to hear if anybody else, because everybody else on, on the committee committee, um, save for one person, is also the chair of a of a committee or or a, a board. So I'll be interested to hear if they. I, if this it seems like this is a common occurrence, maybe there'll be similar feedback that other people have received as well. Can I just convey my feedback for you, since I wasn't able to fill out the survey? If you have a committee, sure, yeah. The yeah. biggest thing that I had with I was unclear about with our committee is how the things that we say here is conveyed to the commission. So that was the part that I wrote, you know, and so that that's just a point of clarification. I'd be curious, like, with the, how the other boards work, because I feel like we are often preaching to the choir and I don't always know how that information is relayed to the body we're supposed to advise. So that's they that was the my meeting point. minutes. Meeting they minutes. do review them. They do read them. Yes, they, they do read them, yeah. yeah. I know good. for a fact some of those commissioners watch, watch. these meetings, right. these meetings oh, all the time. The mayor okay. being one of them that I uh, quite many times. Good. Um, I talk to commissioners and they even though they're not at these board meetings, <laughs> they review the, the videos and uh, the minutes too. So. Good. That's good to know. Um, I did find in the uh, commissions uh, on the excused absences, uh, if any commissioner has three unexcused absences at regularly scheduled meetings for the full commission in a 12-month period, the commission may notify the mayor for mayoral decisions of removal of the commissioners. If the commissioner does not give notice um, to the chief liaison within 72 hours of the scheduled meeting, the absence will be excused. So 
you can excuse, just say, hey, I'm going to be there at the meeting within 72 hours. And um, excuse absences shall include personal illness, professional obligation, family emergency, unforeseen conflicts. Um, any member having an excessive number of absences will be asked to resign from the commission. doesn't list the number. Um, so the, the coolest thing, if you're, you can't make it, just please let the chair know. And um, we kind of have an idea ahead of time whether you're going to have a quorum or not. Okay, so we need to let Daniel know, not the liaison. I, I always say the liaison that way, and then I, refer, I what I do with my board is I get them, and then I give them to the chair when they come and, in to and let them know. Does not give notice to the chair or the staff liaison. Okay. Okay. So you can do or, both. Yeah. In, in my experience, it's, generally people will tell me or Abby, and then Abby and I tell each other. Right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to just make sure you I'll miss the June meeting. Okay, good to know. And it's on record. Yeah. And it's on record. This is Dina. So I, I remember that used to be in the email notices that we used to get. Am I remembering this wrong? It did ask for an RSVP. Yes. So, so okay. they could count. So yeah. they would have a nice, number. Yeah. yeah. So I, I don't think... I don't think it's in the email anymore. Okay. Yeah, it's not in the email anymore. We will add I that don't. In there you, Yeah, I think if we add that, yeah, that's back, something that'll if, take care of it. I usually put in mind, if you cannot attend, please yeah. let me know mm -hmm. so we know we have a quorum, that type exactly. of thing. Yeah. So we'll make sure that statement's in be, your... It used to be in there. Right. Mm -hmm. And that's definitely one of those things as far as my dream, or like as part of the committee committee, just thinking that like we could get to a point where a lot of this stuff is like really standardized. Right. right. Um, and so that Abby, who steps in, who hasn't even been in city government, can just take it and run with it, and I probably should have done more over the shoulder, let, you know, guiding her. So, so I, I did appreciate, as far as the committee, committee is concerned, I appreciated you relaying that that feedback that you felt like the survey was not able to, to handle. So um, that is a role I can fill for this this group. If you have any anything you, you feel like the committee committee likes to be aware of, like them to be aware of, let me know. Um, but this is really the end of the agenda. So. Um, obviously, there's still room if people have other miscellaneous or other questions or concerns they want to express. But if not, could we, can. we put on for next agenda? I know we have a lot coming on in March, but funding. I know we've kind of danced around the idea of like our funding coming from TGT. I saw yesterday there was that request for like TGT funds for I think the Watkins is on their sister cities. Yeah, we, we funded everybody. Yeah, and so like, is there opportunity in? future years for us to get more funding through that or I don't know just I, funding. So that's an interesting conversation because I just got done with the Explore Lawrence board retreat and they're going well give us a two-year funding agreement and so how do I stay fair and equitable if I fund them for two years and I need to fund LCAC for right. two years, Sister Cities for two years, DLI for two years yeah. so those are some things that we we um, struggle with at the funding and talking with finance and with uh, some of the other liaisons. So, um, yeah. So ideally, the TGT continues to grow, and we fund. And so that's what we did in the last year when we looked at the TGT. We had more funds, so we distributed the funds higher to all the agencies. And so, uh, Watkins said. We look at the uh, KPIs on mistakeable identity. We can do this, and so they're going to start funding. And DLI said, "Well, we're going to do this, and we can do this." And, um, so, is, words. is this outside of the grant funding, or what? This is the how the city funds these organizations using the TGT transit desk funds. 
So could so. there be opportunity next year for us to request? Because right now we have doubled because just because we didn't use our funds from last year, yeah. but could we have the opportunity to say, can we have some more for LCAC? Right. Yes, we can always request. Yeah, I didn't know it was an option to go directly to TGT. I thought you had to apply for a grant through TGT. But that the TGT also funds the grants, which mm. get distributed by yeah. <laughs> other yeah, organizations. But, but that's how the transit guest tax. Now, the chambers funded out of general fund, and that's different. Um, in other cities, the chamber, the CVB, and others are all part of one organization, um, yeah. which makes it interesting. Well, At the same time, to your point, Marlo, if say we hit an economic downturn and then I hear from all the organizations for Lawrence, uh, you just pull you know, a higher percentage and they're funded at 1.248 1, 1. Um Okay, so how's that going to impact them and how do they adjust or DOI if their budget shrinks? And ideally, and so that's why we funded according to the mistake identity and the KPIs. We put the funding out there based on, okay, we think that what you can do with the arts, the culture, the tourism, we can drive up more um, overnight stays and economic development in the community. Thus, we should be growing the TGT to help fund everybody more. So that's the philosophy. <laughs> So it could be a point of discussion for next month. It could be a point of discussion yeah. for next month. I'm excited Tim is going to be on that TGT committee because I did receive feedback from people that were disappointed by it. And so I feel like the discussion always comes up. You have the sports events that are for profit, then you have the nonprofit arts. And so my concern is always like, can we make sure that there's equitable distribution, even if maybe, you know, arts is, you know, if we're a nonprofit and we're doing this out of the love of it versus someone making money and, you know, being for profit. Well, it's, it's supposed to be a seed organization to seed events. And um, my experience with it has been that um, there was certainly a push by certain parties to push towards events that, that just fill up hotels. And, and that is not the sole purpose of it. And so, yeah, you have to kind of stand your ground and balance that because some of those events we seeded back when it first started, uh, as a matter of fact, I was at the lead board today and you know one of the events we, we seeded was the, the powwow. Yeah. Now the biggest event in, mm -hmm. in Lawrence. Okay, massively successful, um, but it was, you know, that's how it needs to work. And the other thing that Porter reminded me of is pre-pandemic, they were looking at if you've been awarded this four years, you were out. you're out. You were out for it. You had to right. sit, out. sit out for a year because it's, it's really, a seed. it's a seed money and you're supposed to find alternative yes. funding. So that was something that he was saying, not this year, but in, and that's why I want to have the meetings to kind of get the criteria looked at, reviewed, get things standardized because even... Um, for instance, we had a couple come in that was for several tournaments, and to me, they're a standalone tournament for each week. They should be judged separately, not all together as not a package. And we had one remain as a package, the other one divided it up. So they reviewed in that way. To me, that needs to be written into the guidelines saying these things have to be judged based on what they are because if you're pooling it all together, you could have one weekend which is more commuter traffic that's just coming and going 
and one that's actually staying, where you want to basically pro provide more funding for that one, but not the other, you know. So and I think there's some things that the there's board There's a whole lot of discussion that needs to be had right. about. And that's why I'm saying we need to start in March, so when we open it up in November or October, 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 we'll be ready to go, or November when we, I can't remember. I heard some of the same things coming from the Explorer Orange Board, too. Um, and there's, as unmistakable identity, what is, what is part of our identity on them? And to your point, which is great, the idea was to get them here the first year, you maybe fund them at a high amount, it takes off, and then they stand on their own two feet. Yet you got some that just keep coming back. We well, need to give me more, more, more. The sporting events. I we should not that. be funding those organizations. And 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 I always, I think, tried to really make that clear. You know, we're here to give you a little bit of a of a support, but you have to prove your concept, and then you have to develop your concept, and that applies on the art side. It's it's less applicable on the sports side. I mean, for lack of better descriptors, because they just inherently draw a lot of people but they also tend to inherently draw a lot of people to one specific area of the city, which is generally not the bulk of the city. Mm -hmm. I would so, argue. I, yeah, go to, go, go for it. My point was like, I feel like the city under unmistakable identity markets a lot of our events, like Buster Festival, Free State Festival, Theater Lawrence, Winter Theater Productions, and then I feel like there should be municipal buy-in. So I feel like we're Absolutely. a small market and we, you know, cannot stand on our own. And so Buster Festival doesn't get $10,000 this year. Does it not happen? And it doesn't what we sad. Maybe, for example, I'm just thought, let's say Buster Fest isn't in the TTT. Maybe that is a city-sponsored exactly. identity. And I so agree. that is being something yeah. that we look at, you know, like old-fashioned Christmas parade, right. the horse mm -hmm. parade. These What's are Santa Rescue? What is city and I what agree. is... Yeah, yes. agreed. I think agreed. some of those things can yeah. graduate to, to kind of yeah. that level because, I mean, you know, Busker Festival is one of those things that doesn't have um, kind of an independent um, financial solvency to it. But I also believe it isn't something that TGT, as a seed organization, should continually fund. I mean, if, if it needs to be continually funded, it needs to be moved on. And I like that idea. So I think that if we can explore those ideas, but I think having this body be a voice on that, I think would be wonderful. So there's so many things like you open up a brochure, visit Lawrence, Busker Festival's there, Free State Festival's there, Theater Lawrence is there, you know, like these are the things you're celebrating, so let embrace them and support them. And I think that's what the umbrella of unmistakable identity is bringing all these things yeah. together. Yeah. And now we're seeing how they cross over and, and basically, and to your point, I, I'm glad you're going to have that voice because I, as a liaison, it's the board that speaks. So I'm hoping you'll bring that voice. Yeah, I, 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 would, I would only say that with most nonprofits, you're, you're never going to become financially independent. It's true. Uh, you, you're always going to need sponsorships. Exactly. And. To, I think it's a little disingenuous. Woo. <laughs> disingenuous to say, you know, you provide seed money for, you know, a year, and then you expect well, something I, to, to happen. We provide you know, for think, four years. Yeah, but I think even even then, you know, you've got in a city like Lawrence, I think you're going to need to continue to to provide support for things. 
I, well, I, I think so, but I, I, I still subscribe to the point of view that I mean that an event manager, you know, for example, I've been involved with with FidPit, you know, fiddling in championships for years, and you know that organization every year has gone out and solicited its own sponsorships. It, it actually got TGT once to try to expand its marketing reach, but. It, not-for-profits have to be responsible for generating their own funding at some point in time. But you can't, this isn't a discussion, we, we'll, we'll, yeah, have, we talk about we'll, we'll have a beer and have <laughs> Yeah, that's okay. But because most nonprofits can't generate enough money in ticket sales and they're going to have to rely on sponsorships. Oh, and we're a small city that doesn't have major corporate sponsors. Right. And so oh, we're talking about a thousand dollar sponsorship versus. So it's a thousand here, yes. it's five hundred here, exactly. it's well, twenty five hundred. I know. Yeah. I mean that's exactly so the way FitPick was. I mean, no tickets. Yep. <laughs> yep. It's a free event. Right. So I take a sporting event, which to your point, a regional or a national event coming to Lawrence, we want them to go, Lawrence is great, we want to come to Lawrence. That seed money should get them here. But the concept was to wean them off and everybody goes, oh, we're going back to Lawrence for this basketball tournament. This is awesome. And that's what it's supposed to be for the sporting. The, I think the arts and the culture and where we, our hub, our center is, is downtown Lawrence for, for most of our culture. That is kind of a different identity. A zombie walk. Uh, they yeah. don't get, they That's get probably awesome. zero, but that is truly, uniquely Lawrence. Mm -hmm. That is mm -hmm. so Agreed. cool to you know, be at a parklet downtown watching the zombies come by. But if you if you don't do the sit out a year type thing, and I'm just not, I'm not advocating for that either. Yeah. I'm just saying that how do you then create other events? If, because then you're just having to increase that money every year to basically fund more and more, and that that pie doesn't always get bigger, like you said. The economy may well, shrink, shrink, and quite then it, a bit. Mm -hmm. yeah, it, and then it, you have more people getting smaller pieces of the pie, you know, and that's we dilute your impact. And 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 it is also true that as people apply and get and get funding, they also get better at the application process, <laughs> and they get really good at understanding how to to manage towards the criteria. And so, yeah, I mean, I think, I, to me, the point of, a, of just that part of TGT was to always kind of try to have some sort of a flow. And, and some things will work, and some things won't. Right. I mean, you know, that's just the reality. And then it goes back to the committee, too. They could have funded 12 events. They could have taken, you know, and to me, it's back to that criteria again. What are you looking at? And then that discernment. And we didn't have all the members of the board. So there are things that I want to see happen with this board from the liaison point of view. Um, but uh, I do welcome uh, the cultural arts component to this, because it is a very big part of the city, well, as everyone well knows. Like you yeah. said, we use it in the brochures. Yeah, and the time. Right. for the basketball tournament, they are happy here because they have arts and culture. You know, if they just came here and we were right. Johnson County, you probably right. have the same feeling. And, you know, I just sent numbers in to Stephen or somebody today, I guess with Steve Nowak, yeah. um, for last year. And just at the theater, I mean, you're talking tourism. So I had some interesting numbers for him this year. Last year, we had documented patrons from 41 counties in Kansas, 31 states, and seven foreign countries. Congratulations. So, that's cool. I mean, that's, wow. That's an impact. You, get, mm -hmm. you talk tourism, you talk TGT money, you, you've got to invest 
and think you know about the inner where it started. <laughs> you know, I just, that's, a, you have grown that so well. Well, thank you. You've done a well, tremendous job, Mary. But I mean, it's, it's, oh, I know, it's I know it's more just, than you, but. It's, it's not just Theatre Lawrence, though, it's, it's the Arts Center, it's, well, but that was your, I mean, I just think of when you first, I mean, I, and I wasn't here. I heard stories with Fred and everything and just what you've taken that and grown that. So your, your career, bravo. Oh, thank you. Bravo. That, that wasn't my intention to say that. My intention, well, no. My intention no. is to say that the arts are bringing people in for yes, a lot Yes, of they places. are. Exactly. They it's are. not just event-based. So you might apply for right. TGT for your event, but as a whole, your season throughout that year yeah. is bringing in these people. To my point with the groups is if we can daisy chain events and it may be okay there's small things downtown that aren't generating states but we have enough of them together back to back people let's go and spend the weekend in Lawrence yeah. look where we're going we got a, a powwow up at KU on, on Saturday and we've got a game Friday night and we've got another event on Sunday D Smith, and I think one of the important things I was discussed here that Marla brought up is just how much some of these events are do become like really ingrained as part of part of the the, the community, part of what people identify with Lawrence. And I think that the TGT thinking of that as as a seed to grow things, um, just because someone is no longer necessarily primarily going to TGT for their funding, doesn't mean that the city might not see that as being an essential an essential part of the community and, and still still fund it through other means. I mean, I think all the time about events that happen in Lawrence that, um, you know, they happen every year, but if, if, they, if they were to not happen this, you know, in 2023, for whatever reason, the people who organize it, um, maybe they're funded through TGT or however they're, they're, they're putting it together, if it weren't, if it didn't happen, people in the community would be, would be honestly shocked. Sure. And I think those sorts of events, we need to see them as, as being essential. And I think that we'll, we'll get there and that some of them are growing. And I know that, you know, the, the folks who've been organizing the Pride event for, for a few years running have officially started it as a nonprofit to keep that going in a more, a more stable capacity. So I do think that there is opportunity for stuff to develop and still receive funding from the city in, in numerous ways. It's a great example. City sponsored last year, we're going to city sponsor again this year and continue to grow that. So. You, you did have another point you wanted to throw Yeah, I, I had meant to, going back to your retreat, um, to me, one of the ways that we can look at this going forward too is, because, and I'm thinking more of taking a, some 15 minutes on the agenda to even talk about some just open discussion on items as well every meeting so you know it kind of that way you have some discussion on points going forward that you may not have been able to discuss at the meeting um, that may be one one thing you want to consider just to carve out some time um, as part of this meeting and I know it runs long for everybody but I think it's healthy discussion I think this discussion we're having right now is very very good to have for us um, and hopefully you'll see that reflected in the future too I I totally agree. The miscellaneous section at the end of the agenda seems like a little tacked-on thing, but it is it is imp important. And I'm I'm never going to cut a discussion short when clearly there's so much like you know ideation and stuff going on. Ooh, I like that word. <laughs> um, so for sure, we will discuss some of the funding stuff on, in the next month on March 8th, which is our next regular meeting. Um, we have some other things that are going to happen between now and then, um, including potentially a public art 
subcommittee meeting, and then also bouncing back and forth some information about the outdoor sculpture exhibition and some of the timeline for that. So you will get some updates, some emails. Um, uh, but unless anybody has any other topics they'd like to bring up, um, I. I could ask for a motion to adjourn. I just want to make sure our grant subcommittee will, will meet. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I think. Thank you. Yeah. I was just running through things. I do think the the grant subcommittee, in in my in my mind, this within a week from now, yeah. is yeah. Would, once you get yeah. yeah. So I I just want to go through my list to make sure I've got all homework. I'm like, wait a minute, this isn't fun for me. No, no. I'm happy. I'm happy to be here. Um, Okay, so <laughs> Porter's going to be at the net. We're going to invite him to the March meeting. That's one thing I have on here. Uh, I'm going to get uh, those. I have to go in and find out where those uh, the grant applications are. Get them to you or to the subcommittee, right? Is that who I'm sending it to? Subcommittee, subcommittee members. So that's Tim, Daniel, Jill, and Marlo. That one, okay. We'll get those off to you to review. And then that's out of my hands. Okay. And then on the Phoenix Awards, uh, we've got that schedule built out. I need to take the the sculpt the the mural, get that on the agenda for the next meeting, so we get that. And then I also we I'm also going to get the budget updated and send that out to you as well. Um, and then the only other thing that I that I need to do is I want to look at the calendar based on that other calendar that we have to make sure that we're going to be able to get that to the City Commission and make that flow very easily for everybody okay and so we'll have that at the next meeting I may not be here but hopefully my fingerprints will be all over with with right. the outdoor sculpture exhibition yes yeah yes. I'll, be, I'll send that to you literally when I get home okay so oh yeah that's right that's the other thing yeah. you're gonna get yeah, that I'll we're gonna review it, it yeah. get Porter that's why he's coming to the next meeting yeah. huh? I'm probably gonna be watching this video all over. That's that picture right there of me looking at whatever camera there is. Because uh, I'm seeing that I'm lo I don't like this because I see my bald head in the picture right there. It's like, wow. It's crazy. So, anyway. And then you're sending us the Phoenix Award thing before it goes out. Yes, yes, yes. yes. We'll get that all squared away and that's going out March 1st yes. and we will get that all out to you before then. Awesome. Whew. Thank you. <laughs> now I have a lot to deliver up on. Make you guys say that free time us <laughs> focus on this now. We'll get it. All right. Well, I will. Um, I will entertain a motion to adjourn. So moved. Can I get a second? Second. And then one more time, Marlo. Approved. Mary. Approved. Dina. Approved. Marciana. Approved. Tim. Approved. And I will also approve. Uh, thank you. You have to vote on a motion. I. I. I, I, I <laughs> back and forth, but. No, I mean. Everybody's halfway out the door. Yeah, yeah that's true. Well, well, thank you all for your time. Uh, I will be in communication with, with most of you. Um, we've got a lot of stuff going on. And then I will see you in person. You can, you can watch me on TV tomorrow night. But uh, I'll, be, uh, I'll see you all March 8th. Maybe not, YouTube star. Yeah. I had someone stop me on the street the other day. Oh wow! I did. I was walking down the street, and some guy, some guy was like, he was like, I've seen hey, you, I've seen you, I've seen you on YouTube. <laughs> hey, I want a bit of plug-in. We have our hot cocoa and Valentine's market at the Carnegie on Saturday from 10 to 4. We have some vendors. We're gonna have a hot chocolate contest, but I think that kind of fell through. But we'll still have some vendors there okay, to do so some Valentine's. Yeah, yeah. 10 to 4 so, at Carnegie? At the Carnegie. On so get some goodies for your sweetheart there. Saturday? 
savage idea. All right. Okay, Pink's great. I will be um, leaving town for a week on the 18th. Just